<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Great America Podcast with Lou Dobbs, always in the fight for truth, justice, and yes, our American way of life. And now, here he is, the Peabody Award-winning voice of truth, the great Lou Dobbs. Good day, everybody, and welcome to the really big show, the Great America Show. And we want to say hi to all our listeners all around the country, from Alaska to Florida, California to Maine, coast to coast, and border to border. And we've only been podcasting for just over two months. And while we're still a little acorn with big oak ambitions, we're a much bigger acorn now, thanks to you and everyone you tell to check us out and give us a listen. Thanks for doing that. I want to say thanks for making the Great America Show a fast-growing acorn. So let's begin the begin, and we're better to start than with the incredible White House press conference that President Biden held. It's hard to imagine we just witnessed President Biden try to start a civil war, a cold war, and World War III all in the space of two hours' time. He doubled down on his maladroit nonsense from his speech that he gave down in Georgia, in which he basically said, if you don't give him exactly what he wants, that is to pass two bills that would destroy our electoral system. It would allow him to kill the filibuster and own the Senate forever. And oh, yes, give him his build back better plan, which would bankrupt the government. And all of you Republicans, he said, are just racist, and he'll just have to go on the campaign trail and teach all of you a lesson. He promised to spend more time with the American people to help win those midterm elections. Now, I have to believe a lot of Republicans are just licking their chops at the thought of Biden getting back on the campaign trail, especially after that performance at the White House with that press conference. Talk about delusional. Biden stammered, and then he hesitated, he rambled, he got lost, he stared off into space. He, of course, gave that goofy, creepy grin as he tried to be uh, seemingly patient with the White House press corps, as he again basically told Vladimir Putin that, well, Putin could do a minor incursion to Ukraine, but not a really big invasion. You can imagine Ukrainian President Zelensky just screaming at the TV set in Kiev, in disbelief at what he had just heard the leader of the free world say. Biden didn't do any better with Chinese President Xi, with whom he's talked four times over the first year in office, but only at that train wreck of a press conference did we learn that Biden had actually talked with Xi about the origin of the Wuhan China virus. It was obvious, by the way, after he said that they had discussed it, that most of the reporters in that room didn't believe a single word the president said. His vice president didn't do much better, if at all, and she was supposed to do considerably better. The White House sent her out to do damage control on the next day's morning shows, in which she showed uh, her boss how to do a real train wreck. The hosts weren't in a mood for a giggling, sleep-deprived, uninformed and moody vice president following the president around with a shovel like a clown at the circus. She interrupted, she talked across, and then snapped at Savannah Guthrie. And things didn't go better from there. 
neither the president nor the vice president were interested in sympathizing with millions of Americans whose prices for groceries, gasoline, rent, and just about everything are going through the roof. Nor did they want to discuss the January 6th committee, apparently. Not a word. Why won't they release 14,000 hours of video of those protests and riot, or as the left likes to call that day, the insurrection? Why the FBI can't answer a straight question about the role of FBI agents that day up on Capitol Hill? And why prosecutors in Michigan want immunity for FBI agents in that case in which a half dozen people are accused of plotting to kidnap the governor. A lot to talk about with Congressman Jim Jordan, ranking member of the Judiciary Committee. He also sits on the Oversight and Government Reform Committee and is the chair of the Freedom Caucus. Congressman, great to have you with us. I, I'd like to begin with that incredible, uh, unprecedented press yeah. conference President Biden held yesterday. I have to tell you, I'm a little bit still in shock and awe of what yeah. I witnessed. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, in a general sense, I think the the, the big takeaway take is just it, it's it's just sad. I mean, there's there's no other way to put it. The, the president of the greatest country in history, the commander in chief of the United States of America, and and the statement he made about the, uh, Russia and Ukraine and a partial incursion and partial invasion. I mean, it's like what is that and you know the american people the 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 good common sense smart american people deserve better um and i always point out and i know you have as well lou that that you know our adversaries see the same thing we do i mean the bad guys around the world see the same thing that 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 the american people see when when you see the president do that so it's it's a, just a sad situation and it just I think underscores how much so many of us miss President Trump, who projected strength and leadership and confidence, and and could put two sentences together. Um, uh, you know, it just it's it's just a sad situation. But we're going to have to get through it. And our country's been through tough things, and and we got to get to twenty twenty four when President Trump runs and wins again. I don't know of any parallel. I suppose Woodrow Wilson uh, comes closest, but to have such a weak and infirm. Uh, leader in the White House, puts the entire nation, uh, the American people in peril. I couldn't help but think this, Congressman, that if I'm Vladimir Putin or President mm -hmm. Xi Jinping, and I witnessed what we all witnessed yesterday from the White House, uh, I, would, I would basically rub my hands together and say, we will carry out whatever is necessary to get what I want now whether it's Taiwan, whether it's Ukraine, Belarus, Estonia, uh, whatever it may be, Poland, uh, or uh, any part of South uh, Southeast Asia. Uh, Xi and Putin have to be uh, now even more aggressive in their expansionary dreams. Uh, I I hope that uh, you know we all hope that that's not uh, not the result and that you know they they don't take any aggressive action. Um, you know, but I, I, again, I always point out when when America doesn't lead and when there's when, when and, and when there's not confidence and strength projected from the Oval Office at the White House, when when we're not leading, it's not just the American people who are less safe. It's the entire world. The world's a safer and better place when the United States of America leads in a confident manner. 
And that is exactly what we had under President Trump and exactly, I think, what we're missing under under the current administration. So that that and, and it's you know, you can't lead militarily, diplomatically if you don't lead economically. And think about our economic concerns right now. we got record crime in the streets, 40 year high inflation. I, I mean, supply chain problems. You just go on and on and on. This has been the worst year of any probably any first year of any American president, certainly in our lifetimes, Lou, but maybe in the history of the country, as you point out. So um, that to me is the concern. It is not just dangerous for the American people, which is of most importance, but it's also not a good situation for the entire planet because the world, as we know, is, is always safer and always better when the United States of America is leading in the right way. And we turn to to NATO, our, our friends in Europe, uh, they are on the, uh, if you will, the doorstep of of the wolf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know what their choices are. Uh, the the administration is talking about minor incursions in Ukraine, yeah. which uh, yeah. at the same time he implies would be perfectly acceptable to him. Uh, I I wonder if a, a a minor incursion into the United States would be okay with him. Uh, what in the world is a minor incursion once well, the, the, your, your, yeah. your border is violated? Yeah. How do you define that? So, exactly. oh, tanks come across the border, but they only came across the border a half a mile or one mile, or they are our, our troops come into your country. They only come six inches into your country. They don't come. They don't come. You know, what does that even mean? And I think that's why, you know, Jin Saki had to do some cleanup or the White House had to do some cleanup after his uh, after his press conference yesterday. Um you know, I go back. We, we saw this coming. We saw this coming back last year, early last year, when Secretary of State Blinken is meeting with his Chinese counterpart in Anchorage. And uh, the, 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 the Chinese dressed down the United States Secretary of State, called us a racist country, called us all kinds of things that were not true. And basically, the Secretary, uh, Secretary Blinken just took it. He just took it. And I, I've said many times, but I say it because I believe it. That would not happen to Mike Pompeo in a Trump administration. And if they tried, Mike would have given it back to them straight up in their face, or more likely he'd have got up, flipped the table over and walked out of the room and said, that's not how the United States of America is going to be treated by the communist Chinese. So that's the difference. And the country now understands it fully. And I always say, Lou, there's a reason Joe Biden's at a 33% approval rating because they haven't done anything right. And the country sees it for what it is. There's a reason Glenn Youngkin won because the country is tired of this and they're already starting to push back. There's a reason 12 jurors in Wisconsin decided they were going to follow the truths and due process and the facts and reach the right decision in that, in that, in that case. There's a reason I think if we continue to highlight what we're for, that we're going to have a great chance of taking back the house and Senate. And I think move towards 2024 when again, I hope president Trump runs. I think he's going to, and I think he's going to win. Well, from your lips to God's ears, as the saying goes, mm-hmm. uh, as, as we as we examine what this administration is doing, there is literally no highlight. There is no high point. There is no signature achievement. Uh, and as a matter of fact, we have just narrowly avoided uh, a, another effort by the Biden White House to bankrupt the nation with this so-called build back better nonsense which he and his people said would cost one and three quarters trillion dollars. Uh, they under they under uh, played that uh, by a considerable margin. It, most estimates rise to nearly five trillion dollars. This White House is out of control. And I can't for the life of me, Congressman, understand exactly who's running it, because it's pretty clear. 
it's not Joe Biden. And yeah. there has to be some sort of cabal uh, that is influencing, uh, if not outright managing this presidency, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, it, it certainly seems like that's the most likely um, arrangement there in the White House. I, I know just just chiefs of staff always having uh, a lot of influence. So I'm sure Ron Klain is involved in in a lot of the decision making. It just that's that's normal uh, to, to some degree. But you're right. It seems like there's there's got to be a group of people who are pushing these these things. And I, I think the interesting thing is not only do they have any type of signature uh, thing they can point to as an accomplishment, it's actually progressively gotten worse. So each month, his it seems like things deteriorate, and that's that's what troubles so many of the folks I get the privilege of representing in the fourth district of Ohio, or or uh, other Americans I get the chance to talk to as I'm traveling around the country. It's it's they they, they never thought it could get this bad this quick, and they never thought it can continue to get bad. It just that that's that's the thing that's so kind of alarming. It's like, wow, this much this soon and it doesn't seem to be stopping. That's why I think you saw what you uh, the election in Virginia. That's why I think you see and seeing people begin to really push back and say enough of this craziness we see from the left that controls the Biden White House and the Democrat Party. And to see the swing uh, in in the preference for Republicans, generic Republicans in the yep. congressional races uh, is certainly uh, reassuring. Uh, it's a long ways uh, to election day, as the saying goes, but uh, it, that sure looks better than what uh, we have seen for some time. Well, think about record crime, record inflation, record illegal immigration. Democrats are telling families in urban areas around the country, we don't want to let your kids go to school. We're going to let bad guys roam the streets. We're going to let non-citizens vote. And everything you have to buy for your family, guess what it costs more? I mean, that's that's what Democrats have done. That's their message. And I'm like, who likes that? And frankly, Republicans, our, our position is real simple. We're against all that. We're going to change all that. And if you put us in power, if you put us in power, we're actually going to pass things that we think make sense. Big tech issues, reining them in, securing our border, putting putting things in place that don't let bad guys just roam the streets. We're going to do just common sense things. And we're also going to do the investigations and the oversight so that the American people get the full story on all these scandals that are associated with the Democrats. And to your point, a virtual uh, focus group conducted on behalf of left-wing organizations, finding suburban women, uh, suburban women who really were a powerful element of support for, for Biden in 2020, they now see him as, quote, old, quote, incoherent, quote, sleepy and lazy. Yeah. Uh, are there any of those modifiers you would like to argue with? Well, I, I think the other thing that that people who may have voted for Joe Biden now realize is, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We long for that. They, they probably are saying now we long for the days of, of President Trump. We long for, you know, our kids being able to go to school. We long for uh, the, 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 the crime not being out of control, violent crime in, in, our, in, in our urban areas. Uh, we long for a border that actually was a border. So uh, I think that's probably. The, and I bet there's even there, there may even be it's gotten so bad. There may even be. People in the media, the mainstream press who say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't have worked with big tech so much to cover up the Hunter Biden story in the fall of 2020. It's gotten so bad. Maybe we should have actually let the American people get the truth so that they can understand fully what what uh, what the Bidens were up to 
uh, prior to that election uh, last uh, last fall. Yeah, I, I I would like to to share that uh, hope or possibility with you, uh, but I really I, I can't because as we watched that press conference yesterday, the mm-hmm. representatives there of corporate media, uh, AT and T owning uh, Directv that puts OAN uh, mm, off their uh, off their uh, service, yep. uh, a direct competitor to CNN, which AT and T owns. That's anti-competitive behavior by any definition. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to watch the Jeff Bezos post, the Washington Post, uh, to watch the Carlos Slim, New York Times, the the you know, and the list goes on. The Disney, ABC News. Uh, it's just incredible what corporate America has done to this country and is continuing to doing because corporate America is responsible for so much, uh, particularly when it comes to illegal immigration, to wide open borders, to outsourcing uh, of uh, American mm-hmm. jobs by the millions. Uh, corporate America is in control of our uh, of our media. Mm. What are what are we to do? What will the Republican Party do? Well, we, we, first first thing is to pass the, the legislation, the so-called Section 230 uh, modifications and changes. We 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 gotta we gotta take away their liability protection. Big tech because we now have this this sort of unholy alliance between big tech and big media. I mean, again, we were talking about this earlier when uh, big tech and big media colluded to keep the Hunter Biden story from the American people in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. So um, we have to do that as a minimum. We're looking at other things to go after big tech, frankly. We're, we're looking to uh, give it a, give a private right action to people who who've been censored uh, on those on those platforms. We're looking to speed up the antitrust legislation uh, uh, legal case uh, to so it, we go to uh, get to the Supreme Court in a, an expedited fashion. I think Justice Thomas has clearly indicated he wants to deal with this 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 issue in the situation. Uh, and then we also think there's some common sense things we can do. Why is the FTC and the DOJ? both overseeing antitrust law. It should just be one entity. We don't need two. One agency can screw things up enough. We certainly don't need two agencies doing it. So those are some of the things we can pass. But remember, Joe Biden won't sign. So this is why we have to show what we're for. If if the American people put us back in power, show what we're for, and then frame things up for the big presidential race in 2024. And to that end, a lot of what was not discussed was important uh, when the president had his news conference. Amongst those things is the the extraordinary abuse of power by the so-called January 6th committee, mm. the, the invention of Speaker Pelosi, uh, and they're running roughshod over a president of the United States and hundreds of citizens. Uh, your thoughts uh, about what the Republican Party can do and how big of an issue will it be in the midterm elections? I don't think it'll be a big issue in the midterms because I think the American people are smart. Uh, the American people see this for what it is. It's a purely political operation. First time in American history where the minority leader was not allowed to place on a select committee the individuals he or she had selected. Never happened in the history of our great country, but that's what Democrats did. And it was so much so because they didn't want us raising the issue about Pelosi and her failure to have adequate security posture in place that day. Um, So that's the one question that's off limits, and it should be the one question that should be the focus of a real and legitimate committee who are looking into these issues. So, no, the American people see it for what it is. Uh, Just a few weeks ago, we caught them lying. They altered evidence, presented it to the American people and, and, and lied to the country about it. And they had to the committee had to apologize. They said, we we are responsible for I, mean, I can remember the quote. We're responsible for and regret the air. 
You know what that is, Lou? That is government speak for we got caught lying. So how can anyone trust anything these people do if they've already admitted, yeah, we falsified a document and we presented it in a misleading and false way to the American people? Come on. So, but, but we go back to what else are they going to talk about, Lou? Are they going to talk about crime? They're going to talk about the border. They're going to talk about, you know, the, the fact that they want non-citizens to vote in, in urban areas around the country. They're going to, they're going to talk about 40 year high in inflation. I mean, what else they got to talk about? Well, one of the things they've got to talk about is what will the Republicans do in power? Uh, and given the level of investigations that, uh, partisan investigations that they commenced against Donald Trump for six years now, yep. uh, against uh, citizens who were uh, on uh, Capitol Hill on January 6th, what are the investigations that you want to see commence uh, with, uh, with control of the House, the Senate? We've got invested the weaponization of the DOJ, the idea that they're now going after parents, set up a domestic terrorist unit, treating parents, putting a threat tag label, this designation on moms and dad. That's that's investigation number one. Investigation number two is the border. I mean, you're not a nation if you don't have a border. You're not a sovereign country if you can't enforce your border and protect your border. So that my orcas is yet to come in front of the committee. First time that I, I, I that I can remember in my time in Congress, where the Secretary of Homeland Security doesn't come in front of the Judiciary Committee, the committee that has primary jurisdiction over immigration law, and he won't come. Nadler won't bring him in front of our committee. I don't know what they're afraid of, but he won't come in front of our, our, our the Judiciary Committee. So those investigations need to happen, and then of course investigation into Dr. Fauci, Francis Collins, and what what they did to our country, how they misled our nation from the get-go about gain-of-function research and about the lab leak, because we now have evidence that shows they knew. They knew two years ago this month, and they hid it from the people. Um, they hid it from the country. And then the, everything they have told us, and this just, this just ticks me off, everything they have told us about the virus has turned out to be wrong. They said it wasn't a, it didn't come from a lab. They said it wasn't gain of function research being done at the lab. They said Joe Biden said he had a federal plan. Joe Biden said there would never be a mandate. Of course, there was a mandate, so much so the Supreme Court had to say it was unconstitutional. They said that the vaccinated can't get it. They said the vaccinated can't transmit it. They said there's no such thing as natural immune. On and on it goes. And those are just six or seven lies that come to mind right now. So why should we believe anything these people say? Certainly Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins. So we need to investigate that as well. Yeah, if and Fauci lying uh, to Senator Marshall uh, yeah. directly about his uh, so-called public finances that had to be uh, pried loose from the uh, from the permanent bureaucracy, uh, Congressman. I, as we close here, I'd just like to to get your sense of what the, your your party can do now with the January sixth committee, and uh, if you do uh, win power in November. Uh, can you can you just set aside? Can you shut down the so-called January sixth committee? Sure, uh, that that that'd be a call for uh, the the Speaker McCarthy um, when if and when we take back power, which I, I think I think is like I said earlier, I think it's going to happen. Um, so yeah, he can do that. Uh, or and and one thing I think we've we've never done. We called for it a year ago, more than a year ago now. Uh, we uh, Representative Comer and I called for to look into uh, concerns about the election. To, about what what happened in the 2020 election, and Democrats are reluctant to look into that, even though there are all kinds of Americans who have legitimate concerns about what took place in Pennsylvania with extending the, the election three days and and drop boxes in Georgia and Wisconsin and stuff like things that that the American people have a right to have an investigation on. Uh, that's certainly something that could that could happen as well. Yeah, an investigation that. Uh, it's conspicuous, if you will, by the refusal of all agencies, uh, state and federal, 
to look into those obvious irregularities and anomalies. Uh, it would be good to correct that uh, historical mistake. Uh, Congressman, always great to talk with you. We appreciate you your time. Wish you all the best. Congressman Thank Jim Jordan. Thanks, Lou. Take care. Congressman Jim Jordan, uh, a great Republican from the great state of Ohio, a great American. And we appreciate everything he's doing for the country, and it is considerable. We also want to thank you for having joined us, uh, and we look forward to talking with you next week. President Trump will be joining us here Tuesday on The Great America Show, so please, uh, please join us for that as well. And Monday, we'll be talking about outsourcing, offshoring, and the impact, the impact of the supply chain disruptions on the American economy and what Americans should be thinking about when we think about communist China. Jonathan Bass, a bright and a, a very knowledgeable American businessman, will be joining us. Please be with us for that. We thank you so much and have a great weekend. See you next week.